Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you know what time it is? Time to hang here yeah. with Mr. Cool. With Mr. Cooper, with Mr. Cooper, with Mr. Cooper. Get the latest cool. From Mr. Cooper, from Mr. Cooper, from Mr. Cooper. Hang with Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper, with Mr. Cooper, with Mr. Cooper. Get the latest cool. From Mr. Cooper, from Mr. Cooper. Welcome to the Bit Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. Season 5 still going strong, people. Make sure you do tune in right now to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Bit Scoop with Coop, where you can make sure you catch the show live. Also, check me out live stream right now on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Bit Scoop with Coop. Also, make sure you do go by the website, um, www.thebitscoopwithcoop.com where you can catch all episodes from Season 1 all the way up to Season 5. Um, also, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MCOOP317. Okay, people, enough about me. Today's guest is a very special guest. If you watch NCIS, if you've seen Bone Shooter, if you've seen any show that's on broadcast, that's on television, I may be exaggerating a little bit, but I guarantee you've seen her before. If you've seen Watch Television, if you're a fan of the movie industry, you'll be a fan of her also. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only Miss DeAndra Lau. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Hey, can I can I say one thing real quick? Sure. Your theme song was hidden for real. Like I was over here <laughs> grooving, listening. I almost didn't want it to stop. I'm just saying, I got <laughs> Mr. Cooper, Mr. Cooper. So you do doing big with that. I, I like that. I dig that. Hey, so, anyway, sorry. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I love it. I love it that you love it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. So, Deandra, how's your day so far? My day is good. It's, uh, you know, it's actually raining. It just started raining here in L.A. So, uh, I'm a Midwestern girl. I appreciate when the weather changes. Sun is nice. But when you have it every day, you're kind of like, hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people <laughs> won't say that. But I like the, you know, I like the seasons. I don't even mind snow. I just don't need it for, like, six months. But uh, you know, it's raining, so it puts me in a good mood. And you know what? The thing is, any time that I hear that it's raining in California, I think that's, like, especially mm-hmm. in L.A., I think that's, like, one of the most weirdest things that I've ever heard in my life. Because, you know, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. It definitely is. Well, Deandra, I am so honored that you're on the show today. Um a lot of things to cover. I'm glad that you're, you know, you're chilling in L.A. where it's raining at. I'm in North Carolina, and um, believe it or not, we don't have any rain yet uh, for today. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, we'll yeah. send you some. It's all good. Hey, you will, too. I definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the other, on the show, we do talk about how you started in your career, your success, give advice on how to get started in your career, and much more. So, okay. Andrew, with You know, it's actually really funny because I'm not that person that grew up thinking I have to be on TV, I have to be in film. That is my ultimate dream. Um, I honestly, I I went to college. I got my degree in therapeutic recreation with a minor in social work and truly enjoy it. That's kind of my former life. And my last semester of college, I, I had hours to spare, so I took a, a class called Black Action Theater. 
we have a really strong, I went to the University of Iowa, and there's a really strong writing, writer's program there. So uh, there's a gentleman named Levy, Levy Lee Simon. He's an award-winning playwright. He's actually here in L.A., uh, originally from New York, but he taught the class. And, you know, on a couple different occasions, he said, you have it. You need to be doing this. And I was kind of like, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm an only child. I played a lot of Barbies. I got an imagination. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had some fun, but I never, I didn't think about ultimately becoming an actor. You know, so I went on about my life, and, and, you know, I worked in the field that I got my degree in and and did all that, but that that acting thing was just kind of sitting there, you know, and and where they say you have, like, that little bit, the bug. And and so I kind of, over the years, what I liken it to is, you know, you can sweep dirt under a rug. You can keep sweeping dirt under a rug, under a rug. But what happens is that pile gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then eventually you trip over it. Kind of continued to be there for me. And and at, finally, after some years went by, I tried this little talent thing, and, and there were agents interested in me from New York to L.A., and, and I was in Iowa at the time. They're like, you're in Iowa. We like you, but you're in Iowa. You know, so I'm like, huh. So, you know, I came out to L.A. for a month back in 06, I think it was, and, and I, I, you know, did background on shows, and I, I worked with a coach, and, and I got headshots. And once I could finally see it, and I was on set, I said, I can do that. I want to do that, you know, so – you know, from then on, life kind of takes you different places. I ended up on the East Coast, and then I went to Chicago for five years. And after I got laid off from doing my rec therapy job at a psych hospital, which I loved, by the way, I decided okay. to go into acting because, you know, when one door closes, another one opens, and that's what I've been doing ever since. So it's kind of a weird, like, I didn't grow up thinking this is what I was going to be, but life is funny like that. You know what I'm saying? I always say I didn't choose acting. Acting chose me. Well, so you know what? I'm just kind of riding the wave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm glad it chose you. I'm glad the bug bit you. Uh, I'm glad whatever you think that happened. I'm I'm glad that you actually did. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, your talent speaks for itself. You have actually done so much. I mean, in the acting world, and we will talk about that in a few minutes. But you've done mm-hmm. so much. I mean, you have to be recognized. That bug. I think that bug was born to bite you. It really was. Because, like I said, Well, I hope it continues to bite me. Yeah, I, I, I will welcome that bite anytime. It's been, you know what, things, sometimes you just don't know how things are going to go, you know, and, and you go down a path, and, and it may not be permanent, and that's fine. You know, five years from now, I might not be in front of the screen. I might be behind the screen, you know, because I have other interests as well. And I'm okay with that because it's just that's part of the journey, and that's part of the adventure. You know, it's sometimes that not knowing but enjoying it while you're there. And as long as it's continuing to go in a positive, positive direction, I feel like that I'm on the path that I'm supposed to be on at this time. So. Well, one thing I want to say about you, Deandra, um, that bug, I think it's got its teeth, like, gripping into you. So I don't think it's like <laughs> <laughs> It definitely is. It's, it's like, a, like a little leech or like a, a tick or something, huh? That's, what that's, you're saying? A, that's a tick. That ain't a leech. That's a tick. <laughs> That's what that is. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yes. Now, um, did you? What type of obstacles did you um run into that you had to actually go through to become a successful actress that you are today? Oh goodness. Um, obstacles. I mean, you know, it's always, it's always, it's a hard business. You know, I mean, there are so many talented people out there that we will never see. You know, and and it's. You sacrifice so much. You sacrifice a lot of money to, you know, that you invest in yourself. I shouldn't say it's a sacrifice, but you invest a lot of money into your headshots, into your classes, into your all these different things 
and you may not see an immediate return. You may never see a return, but it's just part of what you do. So, you know, financially that can, continues to be an obstacle. Um, you know, it takes time. I mean, I, you know, when I decided to go into acting, I was a single parent in a city with no family. And, you know, to really start off and really put forth all your energy there and, and learning the craft and then learning these characters and going on auditions and, and if you book works and working and then figuring out, you know, how to balance that time with your child and the other things that are in your life, you know, that, that is an ongoing obstacle. Um, and even moving to L.A., you know, I moved here four and a half years ago because it was time and building a whole brand new support system here when it comes to being a parent and having a child coming here and starting over basically in this business because nobody knows you. You know, it's a really, there's a lot of politics involved in, in this business. A lot of times you're not going to get into rooms unless they're a, either you have some kind of credit, you know, on your resume or you have the right people getting you into that room or if they've heard of you. So it's real kind of funny because you're like, well, we don't really want to see you if you don't have credits, but how do I get credits if I can't get in the room? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of a weird <laughs> double-edged sword. So there's constantly that whole little thing, you know. Um, so, I mean, those are, I think, general obstacles uh, that most of us go through. But also just, I think, within. I think that's probably, you have moments where, I'm, I'm an optimist. I believe what's for you is for you. And, and I really think that that's my saving grace in this business because it can just eat you up and spit you out. You know, it really, really can. It's, it's very hard on your spirit and your soul, and you put so much into it, but, you know, you're human, and you have moments, and you have moments where you're like, man, I, I really believe in myself, and I feel really, really confident right now, and, and, and you may have booked work, and you may be auditioning a lot, but sometimes, you know, that, that, like, tangible booking doesn't happen, you know, and you have moments where you can get down, and your confidence can waver, so it's just, you know, that, that internal peace and consistency and strength that you have to keep, that's, that's, that's an ongoing obstacle, but it's just within yourself. And so really staying grounded, really, ha- really having, I think, um, security within yourself, trusting that things will all work out whichever way they do, keep having faith and having strong people around you. I mean, those are really things that help in dealing with those obstacles. And I'm sure there are quite a few other obstacles that I'm not even mentioning, but to me those are kind of the consistent ones. And you know what um- – and I believe personally myself, if you do not go through obstacles itself um, in, in your career, it doesn't matter if you're an actor, actress, singer, artist, painter, plumber, it doesn't matter. I don't believe you really mm-hmm. learn without having, no. you know, that obstacle that you have to actually um, go through. And the obstacle right. that you're named right now, I think a lot of people um, that have been in this business, you know, they went through the same obstacles. And you're going to continue right. to go through these obstacles in one form or another. And if you don't, mm-hmm. something's kind of wrong there. I don't care if you've yeah. been in the business for years or five minutes. So right. I, I get where you're from well, that. Yeah. It's, it's true. And I think that, you know, there are some people, I mean, really there's no overnight successes, right, in this business. If somebody hits, this is 10 years in the making, you know. Um, but there are some people that things happen early, quick and fast, you know, and that's wonderful. But sometimes, yeah, if you if you everything comes so easy in the beginning, and then all of a sudden you hit that that little you know that little bump, it's like oh, you know, and that can really shake you up, you know. And it really depends on how you recover from that. Do you stay down or you you get back up and keep going? 
So, you know, I mean, yeah, everybody in this business is going to have struggles. And, and I kind of, there's like a, a quote that I came up with. I kind of feel like I never heard it anywhere before, so maybe it's mine. I don't know. But I, I was talking to somebody about the struggle, you know, and I said, you know what, God, I hate struggling, but I appreciate the struggle. You know what oh, I'm wow. saying? Because it's necessary. It's necessary to grow, and it's, and it's part of your story and your journey. And it makes going through those hard times makes that victory taste that much sweeter. You know, so you do. Oh. You have to grow through it. You have to go through it. And, and it sucks going through it. But once you get past it, you're okay <laughs> until the next thing. <laughs> that's so true. And, and you know what? That's deep what you just said, very deep. People that's listening worldwide right now, make sure you do take that quote. Uh, that is Deandra's quote, but that's so deep. <laughs> I use it right there. <laughs> you need to use that. Yeah, and anybody that's struggling right now, like Deandra said, it sucks to struggle, but you get to pat uh-huh. yourself on the back end and you can look back and say, I went through all of this to get to where I'm at right now. So yeah, any, okay. yeah. Anybody struggling in any career, make sure don't give up. Continue to do what you do. Yeah. Exactly. Now, exactly. Deandre, what is what was your secret when you moved? Well, when you started in this business and you had to find a talent agent, how did you mm. know that talent agency was the one for you? How did you know? Mm. Well, I think like anything in this business. And really anything in life, everything is trial and error. And a lot of times you don't know until you you do it, until you go there. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I first got my agents in Chicago is where I really started my acting career. And uh, and in Chicago you can multi-list. Well, and I'm not sure now, it might have, they might be going more towards being exclusive with agents. But I oh, wow. had several different agents at one time. Yeah, Chicago's like one of those markets that kind of was doing that some years ago. Um, so I had several different agents, uh, but then I did go exclusive with one. And that agency, I was uh, introduced to them and referred to them by somebody who was already represented by them. And, and out here in L.A., um, you know, it took a couple years for me to get a theatrical agent and a commercial agent. Um, I got a manager first, and then, you know, we kind of got settled and, and got some things under my belt, and then we kind of went shopping for agents and took meetings and see, seeing what was the good fit. But, I mean, I have been really, really fortunate that I have an amazing team behind me. I have people that believe in me, people that are excited. I'm big on energy, so when I meet somebody, especially my managers, you know, we just clicked right away, you know, and I didn't have to see five, ten different managers. I was like, they were like one of the first ones, and I was like, yes, this is, this is where I need to be. Um, you know, so once again, just that inner voice, that inner gut feeling that this is still right. Do, do we, are we on the same page? Do we understand each other? Because, you know, what's important is it's a mutually beneficial relationship. You know, it's, yes, we, we need those people in our, in our life to help us get into the casting office, to help us, you know, continue in our journey if, if that's what we're, what we're trying to do. So we do need them, but they also need us to come in and do what we do. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, I'm hungry, but I'm not desperate. So just to have representation, any representation, that's not what it's about. It's about having the right one, the right one for you. And what's right for you may not be right for the next person. Everybody fits everything different, you know. So you may hear one person's story with an agency, and they're like, oh, yeah, that didn't work out, whatever, whatever. But they could be great for you. 
you know, so it's just really, it's just, it's trial and error, you know, and sometimes you go on and you say, hey, this is great, and maybe after a while that kind of dissipates and you outgrow each other and you move on, you know, I don't know, but it, it can be tricky, but I, I would definitely suggest doing your research, um, you know, if you have, like uh, an account on IMDb Pro. So there's IMDb, which is the, you know, international movie database and, you know, people's resumes up there. But if you get the Pro account, you can really get in there and you have a little more access to see who a lot of the accredited agencies are, who do they represent, things like that, their contact information, you know, and do your do your research, you know. Who, who do they have? Do you like what they're doing? See if you can get meetings with them. See if you know anybody that's represented by them and how their experience has been. You know, so, you know, don't rush into it. Don't just jump in bed, so to speak, with right. just anybody just because you need an agent. You know what I'm saying? It has to be right. That's true. And you couldn't say it no more. You couldn't say it much better. And that is true. I tell anyone also the same thing you just said, DeAndre, as far as it goes for IMDb Pro. I tell people, if you have mm-hmm. it, um, if you can drop that 20 a month, do it because it's really mm-hmm. worth it. Right. Um, this right yeah. here is that. You can look up anyone that's actually done something, um, and you mm-hmm. can see what their credits are and who they're represented yep. by. So, so that's what's up. Yep. Um, yep. Now, did you have any mentors that helped you out when you first started up to right now? Yeah, I, I was fortunate that early on in my career, um, I had some great mentors in Chicago uh, that have been in the business for a long time and really – helped shape me and, and my mindset when it came to this business, um, taught me a lot when it came to the craft, uh, taught me a lot, like I said, when it comes to just how you move through it. And I, I always tell people that you can read a book and you can take a class and you can, you know, watch a film or watch a course or whatever, but if you have people that have been in this business and they've been successful and success is defined in a lot of different ways. There's different, different types of that, but they, they know some stuff about some stuff and it may not always apply to you, but if they're willing to share their information with you and, and tell you their experiences, say, Hey, this, that, and the other, that is priceless. That, that will teach you more than any book will. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you have to listen. You have to listen. And, and, I, and, you know, those are little gifts that people, that they don't have to share with you. And, and I think a lot of people will agree with me. And in this business, and it goes really across the board as any business, you get a lot of people sometimes that are very selfish for their information. Or, you know, they feel like, well, I did all this. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying, I worked for this. I don't want to share, you know, whatever. And, and that's fine. To each their own. But the way I see it is what good is my gift if I don't use that to help somebody else? So if I share with you what I've gone through in a little bit, and I'm no expert by any means, but if I share with you something I experienced or I learned or somebody shared with me that was beneficial to me, I'm going to pass that on to you. Now, what you do with it is your own thing, you know, and it may apply to you and it may not. But I just, you know, listening to those people that are, are not only talking the talk but walking the walk, that's mm-hmm. huge. That's huge. So I, I was really fortunate early on to – have uh, some people in my life in different capacities, you know, when it comes to um, on-screen, when it comes to screenwriting, when it comes to producing and, and all those different types of things that really, really, you know, shared parts of them with me that I will always hold with me. 
and and even and it continue. You know, you you reach mentors at different places, and there's what there's like a saying that says like, when when you're ready, the teacher will come or something. I'm probably messing that up, but it's kind of <laughs> true. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't I saw like a meme one time, and I was like, that's exactly right. You know, um, but you'll have people that come into your life at different times when you're ready to receive that knowledge. You know, mm-hmm. and and I continue to have different types of mentors, you know, throughout my career. And, and I'm very thankful for them, very thankful. You know what? One thing I can say, Deandra, um, for some reason, I've seen people in different careers myself uh, with my own eyes. Great people give people great knowledge. But mm-hmm. it goes from here and out to other. And, and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to apply to me. And they run and do their own thing, and then they turn around and say, why did this happen to me? Or why didn't I get right. this role? And I mean, they, the person told you how to do it, but you just want to go. <laughs> and that's what keeps, it's it's know. tough. I mean, it's it's. I mean, and you know, sometimes I think it's kind of like parenting. You know, you could sit here and tell people, you know, like I tell my daughter, you know, like all right, well, this, that, and the other, but she ain't really hearing me right now. She hears me, but she's not listening. But one day she'll like, oh, mom knew what she was talking about. You know, so you just you keep sharing that, you know, selflessly, and and if they but if they decide to take it, and it may not apply to them at that time, you know, it hits people at different times. So, um, and, and there is really no one formula in this business. There's no right way, you know, and 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 to, every every journey is different. So, like I said, somebody could say, well, hey, this is what happened for me, and it may not happen for you like that, you know, but hopefully you can take something, a piece of that and use it for your own personal knowledge and your growth, you know, so. That's so true. Ladies and gentlemen, worldwide is listening again. Take heed to this advice. This is advice that you're hearing now. Write it down. Type it. I don't care what you have to text a friend and tell them to text it back to you. I don't care how you do it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. You hearing me, but are you listening? That's a whole, that's a whole, like, thing behind it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, can you answer that question? DeAndre asked everybody around the world, are you hearing her? So make sure you're hearing her. Make sure you're doing it. And I don't care if you're not in this business, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Take heed to what she's saying still. This can go for any career, any career. If you're trying to achieve something, just listen to what people have to say. And just put it, if you have to put it in the back of your mind and then bring it to the front, when it's time to be used, just make sure you use it. So that's the best thing I can tell you on that situation also. Um, uh-huh. Now, Andrew, you went through trials and tribulations. You finally got the L.A. You got mentors and everything. Now, how excited were you when you received your first chance on the big screen, on television, as an actress? My, fir- my first chance on the on there? Um, I mean, it's always exciting. You know, I my very first uh that I did, actually I was living in Chicago at the time, I did a co-star on Detroit 187. It only lasted one season. It was on ABC. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, that was really early on in my career. And and of course, I mean, that's a huge victory, you know, to actually get a show, you know. Um, But I think those, those, I get excited over really anything that I get because I'm doing, I get a chance to do what I love. And I'm actually, like, it's happening. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes, I mean, you know, you want to keep, like, moving forward. But, I mean, I'm happy to just get into the audition, you know, first and foremost, because that's in and of itself a huge victory. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to to 
see that you, you know, put forth the energy, you've worked, and, and you're rewarded with, with booking a role is, is, I mean, it's amazing, you know. And, uh, I mean, see, I don't know how I felt when I first saw myself. I mean, I, you know, you're always going to be like, oh, how's it look? What's, what's going on, you know, <laughs> back then? Like, did I, did I, well, you know, you, get, you might be a little, like, apprehensive at first. Uh, now, you know, when I see myself, I, I really study myself. I think when I watch my work, I really kind of want to see, okay, how did that, did that read as believable? Is that, you know, did I, you know, whether speaking clearly, was I, was that character real? Was I just living it and not performing it? You know, there's all these little things. So I don't get like, oh, my gosh, I'm on the screen. You know, like I can't believe, you know, more it's just, it's, it's continuing to, you know, fine-tune everything and really watch that person. And, and, on, and this sounds weird, probably not to, like, my fellow actors, but when I watch myself in a role, whether it be on TV, on a film, or whatever, I don't really see me. I'm seeing the character. And a lot of times when I'll speak about mm. a role that I'm doing or a character that I've done, I kind of speak in the third person. I'm like, well, she did this and did it. Because it's really, it is me, but it's not me, if that makes sense. It does. Um, it does. So I kind of, you know, it's almost like I'm not watching me, even though I am. I don't know if that really made sense. But, no, it does. Um, I it's it's always a joy. It's always it's always a sense of pride to know that you you you're you're still working and 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 that you you got a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's huge. That's huge. It and is. I'm thankful for that every every single time. That's what's up. Now, Deandra, I get exactly what you're saying. You're you're seeing your face, but you're really seeing the character through the show. Mm-hmm. That's what you're seeing because you're not really being yourself. You're being that character. You're right. an emotion character and everything and since you're talking about you know third person and and seeing characters and everything is it was it hard or is it hard for you to convert styles and acting like from basketball white to NCIS is it hard to do that to kind of change between the different roles yes um no no not really I mean like okay so I don't know if you're familiar with the term of wheelhouse so you know like as actors, we tend to have wheelhouses that are our, our characters of uh, where we naturally fall, right? So I tend to, my wheelhouse consists of attorneys, police officers, detectives, you know, really strong uh, roles, roles for women because I kind of have a natural strength about myself anyways. So that tends to be my wheelhouse. So in, in the class that I was taking out here, our teacher would really, really work our wheelhouses. You know, so we kind of, it becomes second nature. So even though it may be a different type of a role, it could be a doctor, it could be an FBI agent, it could be an attorney, they still kind of have that underlying strength, right? So there's some similarities and there's some parallels between them. So that does make that transition easier to to maneuver between characters like that. Um, but, I mean, you know, I mean, and, and I'm not going to say that it can't be challenging because it really depends. So if I have a character that comes up, that's a little more meek and a little more softer and quiet and, you know, I, I don't know, just to throw out a few words, that can be more of a reach for me as an actor. And sometimes there's roles that are just not good for us. We as actors like to think that there's nothing we can't do. But the reality is there are certain roles we are much better fine-tuned for, and there are some that are really not our cup of tea. And that's okay, you know, unless you're like Meryl Streep that can do everything, you see <laughs> what I mean? You're like, what? It's, it's just, it's rare. So I, I kind of, 
you know, if, if it's something that really not me, if I, I'm like, ah, I can't connect with this, I can't, this is really struggling too hard, and I don't feel like I can realistically portray this and be this, you know, those are some things I could be like, I'm, I may opt not to do that or not to go that way because out of respect for the craft and the integrity of it, I want it to be solid on my end, and I want it to be solid for the people receiving it, you know, and, and it's not about doing everything and being able to do everything. I want to do the right thing so that it comes mm-hmm. across the right way, you know. So, um, but, you know, it can be, I mean, there's different genres, comedy, drama, you know, I like to kind of be a jackie of all trades and have something in my pocket. Oh, you want me, you want me to be funny? Let's do this. You want me to do this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I enjoy mm-hmm. the the variety, you know, of, of okay. doing that. So, so that makes it fun. Okay. So, I know you were speaking about drama a while ago. Um, oh, I hope I do not butcher this character name. I'm going to see if I can remember which character this was that you did. Um, I'm going to say the character name. I'll go... And maybe you remember who it is. Um, oh gosh, what I'm talking about. I think it was Monica. Monica Albright. Monica uh, Albright, social worker. Yeah. Uh-huh. For Young and the Restless. Now Young and the Restless. I, yeah. Now I see how, you know, doing basketball wife to Young and the Restless, did it feel like it was like second nature for you? For doing, you know, doing Monica Albright compared to the other shows like NCIS is kind of rotating back to the question before, but uh-huh, what are you really, uh-huh. you know, doing so far? You t- say that last part again? Sure. Were you comfortable doing the soap opera? Like Young oh, and um, Yeah. No, I was, I was definitely comfortable. That was my first time uh, doing a soap opera. So, you know, there's a little bit of different, I don't want to say method. You know, every every show has a different thing. So they, they move quick, fast, and in a hurry on soap operas. You know, they shoot a lot, a lot of scenes every day, like 60-some wow. pages worth of material, which is crazy. So you Are have you to serious? really, like, no, I'm dead serious. Like, because, you know, it, it, they air every day, Monday through Friday. So they're right. constantly shooting, right? So, I mean, you know, just being on there, you really, really had to be focused and be on top of your lines because you really only shoot it two times and then they move on, you know? So oh. it's kind of like, oh, like I didn't really receive a lot of direction. It was kind of like, okay, let's do the rehearsal and then let's shoot two and keep it moving, you know? So, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't really hard, I think, to transition to that. I mean, even though that is different than, say, The Basketball Wife because that's comedy and this is more of, you know, a daytime drama, um, mm-hmm. even though they're different types, you know, still, you just, you have your, your work ethic down and, and being prepared and doing all those things and knowing, understanding who the character is, what your intention is and everything like that. It it wasn't, it's not a hard transition. Nice. Big shout out to every actor and actress that um, DeAndre has worked with from NCIS to Shooter to Bones to Basketball Wife. And I'm going to stop naming all these shows because I'm going to let DeAndre do this. <laughs> DeAndre, for the people no, that are listening right now, Worldwide, and that's that's been living under a rock, and they're just getting introduced to you for the first time. Can you name some of the shows that, um, or shows or movies, anything that you've actually been involved in? Oh my goodness, it's so funny because if you like, for those that are really closer to me, I really don't talk about a lot of the stuff I do. I'm not like, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. That's what's so funny. But for the sake of doing this show, I will, um, I will do that. Let's see. Um, I mean, I've done 
like you said, Bones. I did Shooter, which aired last night, but the scene that yep. I did did not make the cut. So it didn't, and that happens. I, I want to say how it's important. A lot of actors know that that's how it can be because you never know. You know, it could be one scene, and if, it's, if, if they can tell the story without that scene, a lot of times it'll get cut, and it happens. And sometimes you're like, dang, man, I really look forward to it, or your, or your friends and your family really look forward to it. But it's just par for the course. That's what happens. You know, but I still enjoyed working it. I still got the guest star credit. I still, you know, it was an experience. So back to what I was saying. Let's see. Shooter, um, I just had an episode of Shameless air this past weekend on Showtime. Uh, I've done The Have and The Have Not. I've done Murder in the First, um, Mm -hmm. Undateable, which was a multi-cam comedy. Uh, Let's see. Young and the Restless. And I just shot Code Black, which hasn't aired yet. That's coming up. Um, and I've done for film, uh, I did this wonderful indie film called Crew, C-R-U. It's available on Netflix, Redbox. It's done very well um, on the festival circuit and just, you know, on the market. Uh, it's a really, really nice story. That was one of my first projects I did when I moved to L.A. Um, so, you know, I have a small supporting role, but it was an honor to be a part of that of that good story and, and work with some, you know, veterans in the game. Um, I've done short films, which are equally as important, and that's really where you get good practice as an actor. Uh, I, I wrote and produced a short film and was in one, actually, that did fest- film festivals and stuff like that called Mission Mom Possible. Um, huh? Yeah, I mean, those are kind of, those are some of the things. And then, you know, commercials and voiceovers and, well, you know, Got all it. that fun stuff. Everyone, everyone worldwide, make sure you go find Deandra. Find her. Find her. I'm telling you. Look for the stuff she's done. <coughs> Excuse me. If you're uh, a fan of NCIS, if you're a fan of Young and the Restless, find that one. Find that episode. Find everything she's done. I'm telling you, she is an incredible actress, and her career is nowhere close to being over. So I can imagine what she's doing in 2017, 2018. 2058. Yes, I'll push it out that far. I sure did. So I'm telling you, everyone, <laughs> you do find her. Do that. Check her out. Check her out. Netflix, Hulu, everywhere. Make sure you find her. Yes. Um, now, uh, are there any other? Oh yes. Are there any other projects that you like to talk about that you're working on right now? Um, I mean, I like I, I briefly mentioned. I I just uh, shot Code Black, and that mm-hmm. that for me is probably one of the bigger roles that I've done because it's it was kind of a, you know, there's an arc with that storyline and, and uh, throughout that episode. And it's, it's a nice emotional one. It'll be one that really tugs at people's heartstrings. I'm really excited about that. Uh, that airs January 4th, actually, on CBS. Um, and it, it just, that, that was kind of, you know, one of those victories in my career where I was like, wow, okay, I got to sink my teeth into that role and I got to really, you know. So I'm, I'm excited about that one coming up. Um, I just recently found out that I'll be, uh, shooting back in Chicago where I used to live. I'll be there in a couple ah. weeks. I get a shoot on new shows, Chicago Justice. Uh, okay. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, so I'll be doing that here pretty soon. I'm not sure when that'll air. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, you know, I'm just continuing to audition and 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 I'm creating a workshop for actors. Uh, hopefully ah. have up early in 2017. And uh, in writing, screenplays, I kind of had to put that to the side while I work on my workshop. Um, but, you know, it's just it's an ongoing process, you know, and, and I always tell people, you know, I don't know what tomorrow holds. 
I don't know. I could re- I could be at the peak of my career, you know, because we don't know. We, we really don't know, and we don't have a lot of control over this business. But, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunities I've received. I'm thankful to continue to receive opportunities, and hopefully it keeps going and I keep growing. And, and if not, then it was great. <laughs> but, you know, I just, you know, I'm, in just, I'm enjoying the ride because you have to. It's a stressful one. It can be a stressful one, but it's it's fun, you know. And and just doing it instead of you know, I always tell people don't don't use the word try, don't don't say I'm trying. It's like no, you're doing, you know, exactly. you're actively doing, and that's important. It's an important mindset to always embrace. It's going to help you yeah. in your in your yeah. journey. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm glad that you corrected that try part because you are doing it once again. Even though, you know, your close friends know that you don't like talking about yourself for what you have done, but at the same time, DeAndre, if you have to, you could say, look at me. Look what I've done. I can show you right now. You could do that. But, you know, that's what I like about you, DeAndre. You keep a humble head. And that's something I believe that will go a long way in this business. So big shout-out to yeah. you. Big shout-out to Chicago. Thank you. I yeah. think can I can I add something to that, Michael? I sure. think yeah. I think it's important um to you know, one of the things that some of my mentors kind of instilled in me early on was do the work. Just do the work, do the work, do the work. And I know we get caught up in this whole social media buzz and followers and it does come into play now in the casting offices, unfortunately. I guess fortunately yeah. and unfortunately, it depends on what size you look at it from. But, you know, I'm kinda old school. I just wanna, you know, consistently improve my abilities, you know, and there's days you have good days, there's days you have bad days, and that's okay. You can't beat yourself up over that because you're human. You're human, you know? Like, you could not be feeling well. The the planets might not be aligned that day. I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? So you just have to understand that you're going to have auditions that aren't very good, and that's okay, you know, because the next time you go in, you just knock that joint out, you know, and then you feel good. It's just you just keep picking yourself up and keep pushing. But, one other thing, and I just want to touch on this because it's important to me. Um, you know, when I first moved out here to L.A., I've been here four and a half years, I was very fortunate that a good friend of mine who had been in the business a very long time, and he does, he's an AD, two days after I got here, he said, you ready to work? And I was like, what? And two weeks after oh. I moved here, I was, I was working on a set, and I was doing stand-in um, on a, on a show. And I, had, and I had never done stand-in, you know, and it was always kind of bittersweet doing it because, you know, you want to be in front of the camera. I'm like, I don't want to be behind the camera. And for those of people that don't know what a stand-in is, it's the, the actors or the people that come in and when they're setting up a shot or the scene, they, they stand in in place of the main actors so they can set up the cameras and the lights and get everything done, right? So they're called second team. The first team are the main actors. So you're behind the scenes and you're in the trenches, long days, and you don't get a lot of recognition. <laughs> it's a lot of grunt work. But I was able to work actually three seasons of a show, and I did a season of another show, and I think I did a Lifetime film as a stand-in. All the meanwhile, I was auditioning because I, you know, got to L.A., and I basically had to start over because nobody knows you. It's a process. Um, right. So, you know, I, I did that, and 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 I'm, I was thankful for it then because it was good money in my pocket and stuff, but I learned so much from being on set and it it really has made me a better actor because of it. You know, I have to really be on top of 
my my movement in the scene, being aware of what's going on around me, being aware of who everybody is and how things work, being aware, seeing when sometimes the actors aren't prepared and seeing how that affects everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. so that really really enhanced my skills. And like I said, it was always kind of bittersweet doing that role. But I'm so so thankful that I did have that opportunity. I'm thankful that I have learned from that. And I always will have a crew mentality now whenever I'm on set because I'm no longer doing that. It was temporary. But, you know, every time I'm on set now, I'm just that much happier and thankful to be there because I've been on the other side when, you know what I'm saying? And and so many people on set in different capacities, whether they're PAs or, you know, assistants in other areas and and your your background or your stand-ins, Everybody usually does something else. They could be actors, they could be directors, they could be producers, writers, but everybody's just trying to, one, they're trying to make a living, and two, they're getting experience and, you know, what, I guess, paying their dues or whatever. And so you never know who's doing what. But I just, some people will say don't share that you did background or stand-in work because people want to see you in a certain way. I guess the way I see it is, I feel like that can be inspiring to somebody. It can be, it can give hope to somebody that to keep going because I just was doing Code Black a few weeks ago and a gal, I run into a gal at an audition and she goes, Code Black. And I said, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm doing background on the show. And I said, oh. She's like, yeah, I hope to be doing what you're doing one day, having lines. I said, let me tell you something. I was just a stand-in a few years ago. You know, and then, you know, to see her eyes light up and to share that with her and say, keep going. You know, it can happen. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, it's, and I don't know what's going to happen for everybody. Cause once again, no two journeys are the same. Right. So I can't guarantee mm-hmm. that, you know, the next person is going to do, be doing A, B, and C, but it yep. can happen. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, keep going. And I just, I don't know. I love, I just think it's important for people to realize that, that sometimes you may be somewhere you don't want to be for a while but take advantage of that and learn as much as you can and use that to your benefit to push you to that next level. That's what's up, D'Angelo. That's what I'm talking about. And that is encouraging <laughs> words because I believe someone is listening right now, you know, they are a PA and they're back there. They're sitting mm-hmm. in the cut and they want to say, mm-hmm. I want to be right there in front of the camera. And they're probably ready mm-hmm. to give up. Now they just heard you say this. They're probably like in the morning, like, okay, I'm going back on set. I got this. I got this. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep working for that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, Andrew, yeah. for all the fans that are listening right now um, and people that's getting introduced to you for the first time, um, how can your fans and the people that's getting introduced to you follow you on social media? Oh, I don't have as good of a, like, breakdown as you did in the beginning because you were like, this, 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 and this. <laughs> I'm on here. I'm like, man, I got to step up my whole game here. Um, I didn't have the theme song that you have. I need to get a theme song. I'm trying to tell you that. For 2017, I got to be on the uh, the, the Michael Cooper uh, wagon. I need to figure that out. Um, uh, let's you. see. I, I am on Facebook, of course. Um, it's just, you know, I have D'Angelo Lyle, and it's D-I-A-N-D-R-A, because a lot of people say D-E, but it's D'Angelo Lyle. Um, I have, <laughs> I have like a kind of, I guess it's called a fan page. I don't really want to know if I call it that, but somewhere where I try to post stuff about work and everything. Um, I'm also on Instagram which and Twitter. It's the same handle for both. It's simply underscore Deandra. 
I'm not the best at tweeting. I probably need to set my game up, but um, but I'm there, and I may tweet like once every six months, you know. But I, you know, I get notifications if things happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, those are my, those are my like three places, I guess. But I'm not really, yeah. I think Snapchat, not really. My daughter does more of that. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you do follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Keep up with the latest and greatest. Yes, she says she tweets probably once every six months, but catch the tweet. <laughs> Make sure you do it. And, and respond back to her. And, and let's, let's push the answer. We're going to push her. I want you Maybe that's what I need. Yeah, we're going to push her. Whenever she tweets at once every six months, I want everyone to reply back to that tweet and say, please tweet more. We want to hear more from you. Make sure you, you do can, it. Yeah, yeah. That's the push or the, or the guilt trip. That might get me going. <laughs> so, yeah, please do that. Please do that's that. <laughs> Everyone, make sure you do follow her Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure you do it. Um, Deandra, you kind of answered this question earlier, but I'm going to kind of um, mm-hmm. ask it in a different type of way. But what is your okay. ultimate goal as an actress? As an actress, my ultimate goal, you know, it's just continuing to grow. It's, I, I always say, like, I, I want to be good, better, great. You know, like, you constantly, you can always grow. You can always grow. Um, if you get to a point where you feel like you can't grow, then maybe you don't need to do it anymore. I don't know. And, and you plateau sometimes. You know, sometimes I'll be in a class and I'm just not really putting forth as much energy. I'm, I'm plateauing. And sometimes you have to step away and, and apply what you've mm-hmm. learned and then come back or go to a different class. Um, but it's just constantly to to grow, to um, continue to be challenged, to be able to tell stories and and you know, realistically and believable where, where people can relate. Um, I don't have, I guess, one ultimate goal, you know. It's okay. just to keep keep going, you know, and creating and, and, and enjoying it and having fun. Like I said, yeah. so many people, we get caught up in the stress of it and the challenges that we forget to have fun, you know. So, um, you know, writing, uh, I want to direct eventually. I kind of feel like that's inevitable. Um, you know, I got this workshop coming up that I think is going to be really helpful to a lot of people in the business. I'm excited about that because I just like helping people on their journey and, uh, mm-hmm. and hopefully continue to get, you know, bigger roles. I mean, I, yeah, it'd be nice to get like a series Ray role, you know, it'd be nice to do those things. So of course to continue to keep climbing in the scope oh. of, of my work. So, God. yeah. <clears throat> well, you heard it here first people. Um, you heard what her ultimate goal is. You all need to actually, um, if you haven't done it already, set yourself some goals. I don't care if it's one or 100. No, let me let me slow that down. Um, I wouldn't <laughs> set up for 100 goals all at one time because that will really mentally break you down. Take one step at a time. Do in 2017. I'm not saying do a New Year's resolution either if you don't believe in that. But say the five things I want done within the first quarter or the first six months of the new year. Start slow and work your way up. Deandra, she got one goal is to keep going and to be the best at what she does. So you can't you can't blame her for that. She's doing her thing already. I can just see something getting bigger out of her, and it's coming. I definitely see it coming. <laughs> um, Deandra, I know you are. <clears throat> yes, I know you are a very busy woman. Um, big shout out to your daughter also and your whole fam. Um, taking time Thank away you. from them to do this show. Oh yes. Um, so I'm not going to hold you long, but what advice would you give any male or female? that wants to become an actor or an actress in the movie or television industry? Um, I think know 
that what's for you is for you. Um, I think you have to un- understand understand that and accept that. I don't think, and I, you, this is, I mean, it's advice towards the, the journey, but just ultimately I think that it's going to keep your sanity because I, I guess the way I look at it is I'm, I'm my only competition in the game of golf. I have to go in there and I have to better my score, and if I don't get it, it wasn't meant for me. Then, if you know, if I do get it, great. This was meant for me, you know. But I don't look at other people as competition. So I, I personally think that that's important to embrace that mindset. It, but everybody is different. But I guess you know, with anything, learn learn the craft. You know, um, take the time to to take classes and and watch people and watch things. And and you can learn a lot from just doing that because acting is just living, right? Um, wow. But to just keep, you know, just keep, and I, and I could be doing more. I, like, I can't sit here and say that, oh, I am on top of it all the time. You know, I can get lazy and I can procrastinate and I probably should be doing more. But as long as you're consistently taking steps toward where you're trying to go, okay, I got I to gotta take a class. I got to get a head, my head shot. I need to get some footage for a reel because right now I'm, people want to see your work. So maybe if you're just starting out, look into student films. I mean, when I lived in Chicago, I did a student film for every school that was there, Columbia College, DePaul, Northwestern Art Institute. And, you know, yeah, I didn't get paid, but I got experience. I got footage. I got credits. And those those are great training grounds. So, you know, take advantage of that. So those are, you know, independent projects because it's just those are preparing you for bigger things. Right, mm-hmm. you can't just automatically go and jump on this huge set, and you're not really sure what you're doing. You know, that's not the place where you want to fall down. You kind of want to fall down in other places so you can kind of learn how how it works. So, I mean, just constantly, you know, getting the work, getting out there, getting experience, and just keep growing. That's important. Nice, nice, ladies and gentlemen worldwide. Make sure you do take heed to everything that she just said. Um, she is doing big things. Um, she named a lot of the stuff that she has done. She's also been on um, Kevin Hart's show, The Real Husbands of Hollywood. She does two episodes. <laughs> I did. Deandra and that's actually, know that's I, actually the show, Michael, but that's actually the show that I did background, or I did stand-in on. Really? I stood in for, like, Kevin and Boris and Nick and all them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's kind of funny, isn't it? <laughs> wow. I yeah, didn't know that. Funny. Yeah, oh, man. yeah, I worked. I worked the first three seasons of Real Husbands of Hollywood. Nice, big yeah. shout out to right now, Kevin Hart. <clears throat> excuse me, Nick Cannon, Boards, all you guys. Big shout out. Thank you for letting Deandra in there. I know she's done big things <laughs> and impacted all your lives. Also, well, Deandra, thank you again for coming on the show. You have shed light on a lot of things, and um, I would love to have you back on in the future. I would love to come back, and thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, DeAndre Lyle, follow her on um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, find her shows, find everything that she's doing, keep up with her. All right, people, have a great night, and until next time on The Big Scoop with Coop. Uh, You know what time it is. Time to hang Hang out with Mr. Coop. With Mr. Coopa, with Mr. Coopa, with Mr. Coopa. Get the latest scoop from Mr. Coopa, from Mr. Coopa, from Mr. Coopa. Hey, we're Mr. Coopa, we're Mr. Coopa.